Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one source for all your sports betting this season, from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, and more. You'll easily, easily find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V to get your rewards. Bet online is where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by our great friends, over at Camillus Golf Club, Jam and Beats, Bowers and Company CPAs, and Liverpool Physical Therapy. Hey, Old Liverpool Road, if you're in and around central New York, stop by CP and his team. They can hook you up with all kinds of uh, uh, post-op uh, therapy. Uh, if you haven't had a surgery recently, but you know have those aches and pains wherever it is, back, knees, um, you know, shoulder, uh, they can help you uh, at Liverpool Physical Therapy. Just a great staff. And uh, really enjoy those guys uh, chatting with them, uh, chatting football, chatting life. And uh, it's just a great experience, and they will fix you up at Liverpool Physical Therapy. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Stanley Law Offices and Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Look, Ryan Miller, I'm doing this podcast fresh off of his jersey, being lifted to the rafters in the Buffalo Sabres Hall of Fame and... um, you know, it's up there now with Gilbert Perot. It's up there with Dominic Hasek. It's up there with all the Sabre legends. And, you know, I just wanted to do kind of like an appreciation podcast for Ryan Miller because Ryan Miller is easily one of my favorite Sabres of all time. I don't know if I can pick just one. Um, you know, with the Bills, even though I love Kelly, Thomas, Reed, Smith, and now, you know, this group led by Josh Allen, um, Jim Kelly has been my favorite Bill of all time. I will say if Josh Allen is able to deliver a championship, it's going to be awfully hard for me not to pick Josh Allen. And I never imagined that I'd have somebody trumping Jim Kelly, just like I had somebody trumping Don Mattingly in baseball. But, hey, Derek Jeter came along. Um, but it's not like it's it's one and four. It's one and one A. I mean, Mattingly, it's just he's so he's, – he's up there. He's, 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 you know, it's Mattingly and Jeter for me for, um, you know, for, for, for my lifetime. And Ryan Miller, he's just been – Outstanding for the game, he great ambassador for the, the you know the, the the city of Buffalo and for the team and for the league and and for the game and um you know he just there was a certain uh way about you know how he went 
along on a daily basis, right? Like he handled his business in, um, you know, just professional fashion all the time. Uh, he was always there for reporters. I was around him off and on uh, quite a bit uh, during his AHL career with the Rochester Americans. And then eventually when he was with the Sabres, I covered a lot of those games too. Um, you know, got some media passes. I remember covering the Eastern Conference Finals in 2007 and some other playoff series as well. Um, he was always cordial, always nice. I've interviewed him before. He's just a great dude. Uh, and he deserves this honor, um, you know, in the arena. Um, and, you know, when you look at his career, I, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, certainly one of the great, you know, American players, you know, of all time. Um, he was drafted 138th overall by the Sabres in the 99 draft. Uh, he does have a Vezina Trophy to his resume in 2010. He won that uh, as the league's best goaltender. Um, and then in 2019, Miller became the winningest American-born goaltender in NHL history, and he surpassed uh, the Beezer, John Van Beesbrook. Um, I always thought John Van Beesbrook had one of the coolest helmets ever, you know, like when he was with the Panthers with the with the, uh, with the the cat there on the side. I, Miller had some pretty cool helmets too. Um, but, you know, he, he Olympic play, I mean, Look, who can forget that, right? 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver. They had a silver medal there. Uh, he was named most valuable player of the tournament. He was unbelievable. Um, played in the 2014 Winter Olympics, and he's one of 39 goaltenders in NHL history to win 300 games in his career. Um, you know, he's got that hybrid style. He can play a little butterfly. He can play a little stand-up. Um, you know, his days going back, I mean, you know, he's from, obviously, uh, East Lansing, Michigan, and uh, just a rich hockey state, of course. Um and, you know, he went to Michigan State, stayed home, and, uh, you know, he set National Collegiate Athletic Association records with 26 career shutouts, was the winner of the Hobie Baker Award in 2001, um, you know, led the country in wins, win percentage, save percentage, goals against average, shutouts. I mean, it, it was a, it was an unbelievable, unbelievable ride with Michigan State. And then he goes to the Sabres and, um, you know, well, he goes to, first of all, he goes to the Americans. And I remember watching him, you know, play at the War Memorial in Syracuse all the time. I watched him a couple times in Rochester, um, you know, and, and he started to kind of play with the Sabres in 0-2-3. Um, and he won 41 games for the Americans during the the, the, the lockout season of 0-4-5. Um, eventually, Miller... Uh, you know, gets up and he establishes himself as the starting goaltender for the Sabres in 2005-06. And he was 11th uh, among NHL goaltenders with a 2.60 GAA. And he was 9th in save percentage. And, you know, when I think of Ryan Miller, I think of what he was to the Sabres, similarly to Henrik Lundqvist and the Rangers. And here's, you know, the thing. Both franchises, they had a window of opportunity to win with an elite goaltender the most important position in sports, right? They had, they had that window and neither team could get it done. I remember when the Rangers lost to the Kings and I think most of those losses were like one goal losses and Lundqvist was on his head, standing on his head, making wild, crazy, great saves. And, you know, the same can be said for Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller in 2006-7 and 2005-6 for that matter those were two chances for the Sabres. They made the East Finals in the final year they were wearing the black and red, you know, goat, goat head uniform. Um, you know, 05 06, they go into the third period. They're up a, a goal, but they're down three, I think, four defensemen, including Jay McKee. 
uh, and they ended up losing to Carolina. Carolina eventually wins the cup. Then the next year, the Sabres are an even better team. They just have hideous uniforms with that stupid slug logo. Um, then you go to the conference finals and, you know, they won the president's trophy that year. And you're like, okay, like, here we go. You know, <laughs> this is our year. We're finally going to get a championship delivered to Buffalo. Um, and then the senators race out to a three Oh lead. And I remember covering the conference finals in Ottawa and wow, it was going into that locker room was, you know, Chris Drury. I remember talking to him and, and it, he looked like, you know, the saddest I've ever seen a hockey player, same with Miller. Um, you know, and that, those two years really were the big windows for, you know, the, the big window, you know, to a degree with, uh, with Ryan Miller and Ryan Miller has been a part of amazing, amazing uh, hockey events and games. And, um, you know, between the Olympics, and then, you, you know, you talk about the, the, the winter classic, uh, the first outdoor NHL game in the U S which kind of, you know, propelled it into what it is today. It was at Ralph Wilson stadium, home of the bills, and, you know, they lost that game, uh, but Miller only allowed one goal um, in regulation. We know Sidney Crosby ended it, but, um, you know, what a, what a performance. Uh, again, big stage, big Miller time. Uh, he, he, was, he was just, he rose to the occasion, man. He really did. Um, and Miller played in his 73rd game of the season uh, on March 28th in that same year, by the way, and it broke the Sabres franchise record for most games played in the season. He passed Grant Fear, Dominic Hasek, Martin Biron. Uh, Miller finished the season with 76 games played and recorded a 2.64 GAA and a 906 save percentage. And, you know, all I can think of is Miller, Sabres, Lundquist, Rangers, both guys deserved a cup. They deserved it. They absolutely deserved it. There's no question about it. Um, you know, he signed that big five-year extension, $31.25 million. Um, you know, I think back to the 2007, you know, back, back to that President's Trophy team before they went to the East Finals and lost to Ottawa. I remember the conference, um, you know, the conference semis, and they played the Rangers, and I think it was game five at the Garden, and he, he's, he was just, he was unstoppable in that game, you know, and then they they came home, and I was there for game six with my dad, and you know, I'll never forget it. Obviously, Chris Drury scoring in the final couple seconds. It's the loudest I've ever heard an arena in my entire life, by the way. And then Maxima Finneganoff wins it in, uh, in, in overtime. And, uh, you know, it was then that I said, I think this team, I think the Stanley Cup is really real, you know. And, and look, they were, by that point, you advanced, you know, they're one of the last four teams. But it just wasn't meant to be. But I, I look at him and I just see how he deserved a cup, just like, Henrik Lundqvist, um, you know, the 2009-10 season was one of the most dominant by a goaltender, not just in Sabres history, but but NHL history. I mean, he had a he had a GAA, goals against average, under two um, before the Olympic break. You know, he finished with a 2.22 GAA and a 9.29 save percentage. Um, you know, 41 wins. Um, just absolutely amazing. Vesna Trophy. Um, and, you know, when I watched the Sabres when Miller was the goalie, uh, it eventually became the same feeling that I had with Dominic Hasek. You know, every night you go out, you have a chance to win because you got this guy backstopping it, you know. And that's that's all there is to it. And look, I wish he was a Sabre for his entire career. I know he went and had some hiccups with Blues, Canucks, and Ducks. Uh, he also had some pretty good moments in, in the uniforms there. Um, but... Um, you know, this guy was a special, special dude. 
And uh, I'm going to get into more uh, Ryan Miller coming up next year on the ML Sports Platter, which is all brought to you by Burn Dairy. It's all good at Burn Dairy. Make sure you go gas up your vehicle at Burn Dairy. Grab the chocolate milk, the coffee, and the donuts on your way into work. They've got awesome fresh lunch items like uh, delicious wraps and pizza and more. So get on over to Burn Dairy. Gas up your vehicle, get those groceries, and get the donuts. I am telling you, you will not be disappointed. Burn Dairy, it's all good. And a huge tip of the cap thank you as well to Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Allen Angus Pub, and Welch and Company Jewelers. Log on today to welchjewelers.com. That's welchjewelers.com. Shop the showcase for engagement rings and wedding rings and bracelets and necklaces and more. Welchjewelers.com. Welch and Company Jewelers is the official jewelry store of the ML Sports Platter. Coming up next, more Ryan Miller appreciation uh, here on the ML Sports Platter. All over the major platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google. That's coming up next. But first, this. Mike Lindsley back with you on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Rosie's Corner. Um, you know, here's some NHL records for you for Ryan Miller. Um, least saves required in a win. Most shootout wins by a goalie in, in, in a season. Most wins by a U.S.-born goaltender with 391. Franchise leader in goaltender games with 5-4. These are Sabres records now. Franchise leader in goaltender games, minutes, career wins, and most wins in a season. 41 that I just mentioned. USA Hockey Olympics, best career goals against average, goaltender assists all time. Michigan State Spartans go records, goals against average all time, save percentage career shutouts in his career. I mean, we're dealing with a 1.54 goals against a 941 save percentage in a 26 uh, shutout career. I had that 26 shutouts. I mean, that that's insane. I mean, he's one of the greatest NCAA uh, players in history. And, you know, it's just been a joy. Uh, it's been a joy to follow him, watch him, uh, be around him, interview him. Um, you know, have him play for my favorite team is a class act. Again, he deserves so much more. He deserves so much more. Um, you know, Stanley Cup is something that he really, 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 um, you know, deserved because when you think about, you know, him carrying the team so many times, and don't get me wrong, this was a little different than the Hashik 99. I mean, I think the Sabres 05, 6, and 6, 7 teams were 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 far and away better than the East final um, team in 98 that lost to Washington and also the 98-99 team that lost in the Stanley Cup finals to the Dallas Stars with a no goal, you know, skating the creasing with Brett Hall and all the rest. I think these teams were better um, but there were similarities there where Miller had to stand on his head, kind of like Hasek. But the difference was the Sabres had a, a lot more lines of scoring and they did have some players, you know, it wasn't just, well, the Sabres are going to trot out, you know, Dominic Hasek and yeah, we hope Jeff Sanderson scores a goal. You know, it, that was kind of the, the, the feeling, right? Um, you know, but with the Sabres, uh, in 05, 6 and 6, 7, they had, you know, Derek Roy and they had, uh, you know, Roy, Roy, Roy to Pominville. You know, Jason Pominville was was spectacular, and, and yes, it was awesome to see Rick Jennerette back. Um, you know, Rick Jennerette, man, that guy, what a what a character. Um, but you know, Derek Roy and Pominville, I mean, they 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 had they had a lineup of guys. Finneganoff, you know, was a was a speedy dude. Um, you know, just a Russian winger who just got up and down, right? I mean, they they had players. They had some big time, you know, big time players who could score. Um, you know, but it, it wasn't. It was more certainly than uh, you know than than what Hashik had 
you know, in, in his day. And if you, if you go through the roster, you know, they had, they had probably, I want to say about five to eight pretty solid scoring options. Um, you know, you, you had Derek Roy, you had Pominville, um, Thomas Vanek had an 84 point season that year. Danny, Danny Breer was on that team. I mean, God, that was a good team. Uh, Jochen Hecht was on that team. I forget about him too. Um, so they had all of those guys, you know, they had a grinder and Paul Gostad. Man, I really love that team. That was a great team. You know, they, they had a lot, man. They, they had a complete team, that Sabre team, man. That 06, 0506 was, was a really good team. They were probably a little bit better defensively, but this team was a more complete team with a lot of, a lot better scoring than Dominic Hasek ever had. I mean, Breer, Vanek, Drury, Pominville, Roy, uh, Finneganoff, Hecht, um, you know, they had terrific defensemen in terms of Brian Campbell. They had uh, Dimitri Kalinin. They had Tepa Newmanen. Uh, you know, Nathan Pace was even pretty solid. Uh, spot check Talinder, uh, you know, a lot of those guys, although Talinder would turn the puck over a lot, but, um, you know, they just, they just had a lot, you know, Coda leak. Um, they had a lot there and they had a lot of, they had a lot of grinders. They had a lot of guys who could stand up and, and fight and check and kill penalties. You know, the Paul Gossads of the world and the Zubers of the world and Clark MacArthur, who kind of got his introduction to the team here and played a few games. Uh, they had some grinders, man. They really did. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, 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 Andrew Peters was on that team. Uh, Patrick Coletta for, I guess, a couple. Um, you know, but th- th- this was a, this this was still a franchise, the face of the team. Even though Breer was there and Drury, and you probably could argue that Breer was a star. You could argue Vanek was a star. Uh, were they superstars? Eh, maybe. Uh, but certainly stars. Um, Ryan Miller was the face of the franchise. That's all there is to it. And I felt like the Sabres could win any game, any game, because Ryan Miller was in net. I just did. I felt that way. Um, you know, and then after his Sabre career, obviously, uh, you know, missing him in Western New York and all the rest, the 2012-13 season did not go well for the Sabres. Uh, they finished 12th in the East. They failed to qualify for the playoffs for the second straight year. In fact, they haven't made the playoffs since 2011, as we know. But Miller just finished with a ho-hum 2.81 GAA and a 9.15 save percentage with a horrible team. I mean, a horrible team. And Miller still was playing well. Then he goes to the Blues. Um, it was a sad day when the Sabres traded him, but you know it was a rebuild. And so they trade Miller and forward Steve Ott to the, to, um, from, from Buffalo to St. Louis for Yaroslav Halak, Chris Stewart, and William Carrier and two future draft picks. Um, you know, and, and he, had some, he had some moments. You know, Miller and the Blues lost in the first round of the 2014 playoffs, but I could, I, I could tell you right now that you weren't going to, you know, nobody was stopping the Blackhawks that year. Um, you know, then the Blues signed Brian Elliott to a three-year deal, and Doug Armstrong, the GM, announced that Elliott would join Jake Allen to form the goaltending tandem, and Miller wasn't re-signed. And then, so he hits free agency, and the Canucks come calling, and he signs a three- or $18 million contract to become the starting goaltender with the Canucks. And he had some good moments in Vancouver, man. I mean, he became the 30th goaltender in NHL history to reach 300 wins. He made 29 saves, um, you know, against the Hurricanes in the victory, um, beat his former team, the Sabres. Um, and he did that on January 30th, 2015. Uh, and, and Miller had beaten every team in the NHL at least once at that point. Pretty crazy. But he did have the injury. Uh, Yannick Hansen crashed into him. I don't know if people remember that. I remember it like it was yesterday. And uh, it ended his night and uh, missed 21 games. And then Miller, you know, came back to start. And, uh, you know, right away beat the Oilers 6-5. And then, um, and then the chapter was closed in, in, in Vancouver. And then he goes to Anaheim. And um, another just free agent deal, a small one at that. Two years, $4 million, uh, with the Anaheim Ducks. 
Um, and, you know, he had injured reserve. He was starting to get those lingering injuries. The wrist was a problem, of course. Um, but he had a couple of, of, of moments uh, with the Ducks. He became the all-time winningest American-born goaltender uh, in that uniform. Um, and then Miller re-signed for a third season uh, with a one-year deal. And, uh, and then he eventually retired. He was just starting to really wear down. Um, but his final NHL game was a 4-3 overtime loss of the Wild. Um, and uh, that, was, that was probably a tough way there to go out. The Sabres, you know, retired his number, uh, as I record this just last night. Um, and uh, Miller is a United States Hockey Hall of Famer. Now, here's where some Sabre fans might get pissed, okay? And I'll end it with this. I just spent, obviously, the last 20 or so minutes praising and, and appreciating Ryan Miller, and that will never stop for me. But I don't think, I mean, I think, I think, he's, a, I think he's a borderline Hall of Famer, borderline. But again, with hockey, baseball, basketball, football, it doesn't matter what the sport is. The Hall of Fame should be like the elite of the elite of the elite. And I, look, nothing against Ryan Miller. He was an unbelievable hockey player. He was a franchise cornerstone, face of the franchise for the Sabres. Remarkable career. Michigan State, and, and you know what? Maybe the Hockey Hall of Fame should include more of the college thing. Um, I don't think it does now. But, you know, they certainly include the international game for sure. Um, maybe they do credit the college. I'm not sure. But, like, you know, you look at the polished, inc incredible resume of, you know, being the, the winningest goaltender in American history. Uh, you know, you look at the success with the Sabres, the playoff success, the Vesna the Michigan State stuff, the international thing, and you could say, well, I, you know, I could argue for him being in the Hall of Fame. But I think he's just short, because I don't think he's Brodeur, Wah, you know, Dominic Hasek, you know, Jacques Plant, Bernie Perrant, you know, those kind of Ken Dryden. He might have been one of those guys to us when he was in a Sabre uniform, but as far as, like, the elite of the elite of the elite, he's kind of like a, you know, the like the fringe, the fringe Hall of Famers who are kind of getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame lately. Um, you know, Miller... I don't think you, 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 you think slam dunk, boom, you know, without a doubt. Um, and, and that, for me, is what it has to be. It has to be a slam dunk thing, right? Like, there's no doubt that Mark Messier is a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt that Steve Eiserman, Wayne Gretzky, you know, Paul Coffey, Ray Bork, you know, uh, Gordy Howe are Hall of Famers. Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager. There's, there, there's, there's no, you know, there's no question whatsoever. Um, with Miller, you kind of look, you go, well, is the resume good enough? You know, he's short of 400 wins and... Um, but you know, when, when you look at, when you look at the numbers and you look at the stats, um, I think, I, I, I think you can argue it, but I don't think he is a hall of famer. I, I, I think you can argue it. I think you can go through the list. I think you can, you know, um, kind of quantify some things and look at the era and, 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 and look how he led and all that. But I, I think he's probably just a little bit short. I will say though, um, I will say the 391 uh, wins, I did not realize that that was actually number 14 all time. And he has two more wins in history than Dominic Hasek. Man, man, tell you what, when you look at the wins, maybe maybe, he, maybe Ryan Miller is closer to a Hall of Famer than I thought. When you look at a 2.64 GAA career, 391, you know, wins, uh, maybe he's closer than I think. But I, he, he doesn't, he does, you know, he's not Terry Sawchuk, Curtis Joseph, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, Belfour. I mean, some of these guys, Ford, you know, Luongo, Marc-Andre Fleury. I can't believe Marc-Andre Fleury has 534 wins. Wow. Uh, Wah has 551, 691 for Brodeur. He's not in that class, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he is in, in a smaller class, uh, kind of more of a Hall of Famer than I thought. Um, 
But again, I, I think it's probably a, a little short um, with him. Uh, boy, did he play, um, you know, a ton of minutes. I mean, 46, uh, 46,144 in his career. It's actually about 4,000 more than Dominic Koscik played. Um, you know, it's 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 4,000 more le- around there than Osgood played. Um, you know, so I don't know. He, he's he's close. I, I would say I wouldn't put him in, but but you never know. Maybe down the line, uh, you know, he gets some looks. But I, I just wanted to do a podcast on this guy because he really, he really truly is one of my favorite savers of all time. There's absolutely no doubt about it. So thank you, Ryan Miller, for all the years, all the great moments, and just a spectacular career. And the jersey up into the rafters is so well-deserved for him in Buffalo. Folks, before I sign off, you know, on the ML Sports Platter, we pride ourselves on being able to talk about a little of everything in the sports world. And there may be off-seasons for your favorite leagues and teams, but you know what? There's no downtime. Free agent signings, coaching changes, draft picks, and more mean there are always stories to tell. And I learned so much more, uh, uh, so much about sports reporting and storytelling during my time at St. Bonaventure University. I loved Bona. And you know what? It includes how to find the most interesting stories. There's no question. And SBU has that longstanding reputation for training future journalists uh, including myself, Adrian Wojnarowski, Donna DeToda, Mike Vaccaro, and more. And this reputation continues with its online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism. Listen to this. This entirely online degree option builds podcasting, networking, interviewing, and research skills needed in a changing media landscape. And students, in fact, learn how to follow high professional standards as they tell nuanced stories about the sports we love. You don't even need any writing or broadcasting experience to start this program. Just a passion for the profession. And SBU doesn't require an application fee or GRE or GMAT score. It makes it easier to apply. Students complete this program in less than two years while learning important lessons in sports journalism from experienced faculty and accomplished alums. Contact an enrollment advisor today. SBUjournalism.com. That's SBUjournalism.com to learn more about St. Bonaventure's sports journalism program. That's SBUjournalism.com. ML Sports Platter, thanks so much for listening. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.